On this show, they cover the biggest news stories, give their fact-based opinions, and interview many great people from all over the fruited plains. These stories and experiences are what make up the fabric of this great country. This isn't just any show. This is the Matt and Chan Show. Now, live from Fresno, California, here are your hosts, Matt and Chan. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Matt and Chan Show. We are starting to wrap up pretty much election season. Um, we have President-elect Chandler. He's elected president because anybody can be president-elect when it's called by the media. We are declaring Chandler Maciel. Congratulations, Chandler. You are the president-elect. Give him a round of applause, everybody, wherever you're listening to the podcast. Um, this podcast is brought to you by our new network, the Gen Z Network. Um, yeah, some big things on the way, Chandler. Chandler, how are you doing, man? Well, first of all, I have to say it feels great to be president-elect. I'm glad as a trustworthy member of our media, you're able to declare me uh, president-elect. And so uh, obviously I have some rather severe um, uh, policies that I plan to put in place. Oh, oh, wait, just because you said I was president-elect doesn't mean I actually am. Huh. All right, well, um, <laughs> anyways, uh, I'm doing great. Uh, glad to be back doing the Matt and Chan show with you and yeah it's uh it's been quite an interesting couple of weeks since the election so yeah I'm looking forward to diving into that how have you been though I've been I've been good I'm actually really pumped up we we've been working on the Gen Z network with J-Dubs and Pat and uh yeah we've been just grinding we've been on and don't want to forget Jason I want to make sure I give him a shout out too um, yeah, and we're working on putting out more content for conservatives and just people that are free thinkers, I think. Um, a lot of people that are going to be on our network, they're, they're moderate, they're libertarian. We're, we're, we're doing something different, I think, than a lot of different things. So a place to have a home. So, But that's what I've been really pumped up about. I'm really excited. And yeah, and I know this is pretty much season one. It's been a long season of the Matt and Chan show. And, and just giving you guys a heads up that in just a few weeks, we will be pretty much archiving the show. So this is kind of kind of the last little like run of the Matt and Chan show here in, until December. I know a lot of people are going to be sad. I know Chandler, you're going to be going off to grad school. Um, Chandler, I don't know if you wanted to talk about that a little bit. Um, just kind of let our audience know. Yeah, I could share briefly. So yeah, Matt and I've talked uh, already uh, with me going off to grad school um, and, and hoping to eventually get a job in uh, like higher education probably distancing myself from some uh, like political type uh, things. That way I could be, um, you know, have, have a greater sphere of influence and, and not just uh, be talking only to um, only with conservatives. Uh, and yeah, also I will probably be pretty busy. Um, so yeah, going off uh, to grad school pretty soon. And yeah, I, I'm looking forward to finishing out the show strong and I'm really excited for uh all the, the future of uh, whatever this show will morph into, uh, whether that's Matt in the morning or uh, whatever, uh, whatever Matt has planned uh, with the Gen Z network. So uh, yeah. yeah, very thankful to be in on the ground floor of all this. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead Matt. No, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, no, it's, I appreciate literally this has been a journey since January. It's, it's been something that we cherish here on the Matt and Chan show, the putting out content each and every week. And even the days, we, the weeks we didn't, we made up in some other weeks and stuff. So it's been one of those things. We want to make sure our audience that you guys, you guys are listening at home. Hey, 
We're still going to be around. It's going to be the Gen Z network, probably going to go into the mat in the morning. We're working on Gen Z free. There's a lot of content that we're coming out, new merch line. There's all kinds of stuff coming up. Um, and it's been, it's been great. I just think it's good on our part to make sure that our audience knows, Oh, where's Chandler at next year? Like when we start off in January, 2021 go, what happened to Chan or where's Chan at? Where's the Matt and where's Chan show? Um, that's what we were kind of joking about. Um, just recently like, Oh yeah. Okay. That's a new show. Um, so, um, but yeah, no, I think it's, I think it's good. I think it's, it's yeah. Senior year and just getting ready to graduate and kind of move on. And, and just one of those things that we've been doing for months. So we just thank you guys for all the loyal listeners that have joined us. And if you guys want to come on the show, that'd be great. Just come out, reach out to us and come on the show and we can talk and have a conversation because when we started in January, we didn't know what we were going to do. We, we always talk about the coffee shop story, talking politics in the coffee shop. Hey, let's sit down do a podcast. And here we are almost a year later. Um, crazy to think about almost a year. <laughs> so, um, that's some, yeah, that's, it is. So, um, yeah, so we're going to hop into the new cycle. I don't know, Chandler, if you had anything else to, that you wanted to add in before we kind of dive into some of the news and some of the election craziness. No, let's, let's jump in. All right. Um, so we're going to start off the show, um, with talking about our president, still a president. Um, even if you want to call him a lame duck president, whatever you want to call him, still our president right now, we do not have a president elect, um, not until December when Congress votes on that. And we have verification process through each state's voting officials. Um, Sadly to say, all of those liberals out there, I'm sorry, Joe Biden, those celebrations, president-elect. Yes, the media has called, a lot of people don't understand, the media doesn't call presidential elections. Chandler, you know this, we watched on election night, we talked about this since probably July, about voter fraud. We talked about voter ID. I think that was one of the first topics we talked about on this show was voter ID. We listed probably 30 different things that you need voter or you need ID for, except for voting. Um, and we knew mail-in ballots. We knew that was going to be an issue. And we've seen, I think Trump tweeted out that 2.7 million ballots or something were not not supposed to be counted or something along the lines of that. That was a big tweet from yesterday. And yeah, I think we got, I think they have a good team. I think a uh, bold prediction is I think Trump will pull this out. It's going to be a long legal battle. Um, but for the time being, Joe Biden is at least the president-elect in the media's eyes. And a lot of people, if you're watching the news, it's front page news every day. Um, Chandler, what are some of your thoughts about some of the craziness that we have in our election and with the voter fraud that we've been seeing across the country every day? Yeah, I mean, it's it's been hard to see. Uh, certainly not entirely surprising. Uh, I know like a lot of the, the alleged voter fraud and uh, voter irregularities, um, like, like just some of the statistical things, obviously like easily observable things is uh, how many Republicans won seats in uh, battleground states that uh, went to Biden um, and a lot of uh, ballots that just had uh, Biden at the top of the ticket uh, filled in uh, and, and nothing else further down on the ticket. So whether that means people um, who normally uh, aren't involved or educated on politics, just trying to make their voice heard on, on only the president um, or whether there is something fishy going on, you know, it's, I think it's really impossible to say, I don't want to jump to conclusions and saying like, Oh, you know, there's tens of thousands of votes that um, were illegally cast for Biden or, or were um, suppressed for, for Trump. 
I think that's a little bit extreme. I've been hearing a little bit of that from conservatives. And, and I think that's like, that's too far to say. Um, but one thing's for sure, this has been a, a very interesting election and it, and it is not over yet. Uh, I'll take the opposite take as you. Um, I think Biden will uh, end up winning. Uh, oh, but, oh, a disagreement uh, on the Matt Chan show. On the Matt and Chan show. Whoa, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> it, only, it only took 10 months. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, what I sincerely hope is whoever wins, um, that it's completely legal and completely on the up and up, um, and that we can maintain some faith in uh, this uh, democratic process that's uh, been entrusted to us through the Constitution. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think we have to wait and see. I don't think conservatives should uh, say, oh, you know, Trump's going to win for sure and like going to flip uh, um, flip all these uh, states that um, that Biden originally had the lead in. And I also don't think uh, uh, Democrats should say, oh, Biden's won this for sure. Look, all of the major media companies have called it for him. It's a unique election. It was an insanely tight election, especially in uh, these last few battleground states that aren't um, fully decided yet. So let's just wait and see. Be a little patient. It's been a long year already. We can wait a couple more months, really just a few more weeks. So, um, yeah, that's my take is let's be a little patient. Let's wait. Let's let the legal processes play out. And then whatever the result is after all of the legal processes have uh run their course, then uh, we can accept whoever won. Um, mm-hmm. Certainly, I'm hoping it's Trump. I'm not hoping it's Biden. Uh, yeah, but no, I, uh, I, I do think Biden will, will likely come out on top. I, I think you make a great point there. You you talk about, hey, we need to wait till these legal procedures have gone through. We need to see that if Joe Biden's elected, then so be it. If that's the electoral process and in, in the democratic process that we have in the U.S., if he was voted and all the voter fraud and everything – but I think it's a little naive to go, hey, yeah, there's no voter fraud. Like, okay, um, when you got somebody that's 130 years old and voting, I'm sorry, but that's just not, it's not, and it's on big numbers. It's like, okay, that's a little odd. So I just think it's interesting that you have 2016 election, Hillary Clinton wins. Oh, she wins the popular vote, but doesn't win the electoral college. And for the last four years, the media has been Oh, Trump, it's, he's not legitimate. He's not, he's not a president. 2016, all this stuff about Russia collusion that Russia came in and, oh man, Trump just got the election, stole it from Hillary Clinton. Yeah. And then to say 2020, we have an election, mail-in ballots, we're sending mail-in ballots to everybody. Um, And then to say, yeah, there's no fraud. I think our election system's perfect. Um, Yeah, there's no, uh, I don't know. That's a hard sell for me. I, I think that's, I think that's what we're seeing now from the mainstream media and if you're, I think the mainstream media, you've seen it. Fox is tanking um, after what they called Arizona and election night coverage. Um, and we saw it coming. Um, Fox News had already been trending toward the left. And we've kind of lost, I think it's just the whole media. I saw actually something yesterday. I thought it was a great picture. Um, it has all like the, you have your fake news, you have your CNN, CNBC, you have all these news sources, right? And they're in the swamp. And then you got like Cavado pulling in. Fox News, Fox News are all pulling Fox News into the swamp. And then you have Tucker and Hannity on the other side trying to pull Fox out and Laura Ingram. And so the only thing, the only shows that people were really watching on Fox and they're like, come. And they're all, and then Cavado, I think is saying like, oh yeah, we're trying to, we're trying to like listen to, or we're getting marching orders from the the head, head official for Fox. And I'm like, 
I'm like, it literally is what happened. And I think a lot of people have been angry. I've been hearing like people are going to parlor, they're going to all these new conservative sources and I'm all for, we're all for free speech. I think we, we need to have you go on, you go on Facebook, Chan, what's Facebook look like nowadays? What's, what's Facebook? And- well, I'll admit, I don't spend a lot of time on Facebook or Twitter. Um, usually just when somebody like tags me in something or, uh, or like direct messages me, uh, I'll get like the notification on my email. And the reason why I don't go on those sites is, uh, any sort of conservative thought is being flagged uh, as like misinformation or, or being a shadow band or downright band. Uh, and, and any left leaning voice, however extreme, you know, like obviously there's uh, some, some, ex- some incredible value in moderate right and moderate left dialogue. But um, the, if you are uh, a thinker on the left uh, and you uh, espouse some radical ideas, uh, those are, are free to live on uh, um, any social media platform. And then if you espouse an idea equally far to the right, um, you can expect it to get banned, um, which, you know, it, it, it drives the people who have extreme ideas underground and, and those ideas can fester. So it's, it's a bad idea to, uh, uh, only have one sort of uh, of right think and uh, and another sort of wrong think along the lines of along political lines. So yeah, uh, that's what I see on social media. I, I think you probably spend more time on on Facebook and Twitter than I do. So did I do a good job of describing it, or is there some more there? I think you, I think you hit it on the mark, and I think we all use these these platforms. I use it mainly for political. You got to see what's going on. You see more of an instant update. Um, the news media isn't going to cover it's an echo chamber and and that we don't want an echo chamber for just all conservatives and we don't want everything for all i think we have to have it's it's interesting where you have fact checkers we didn't have this stuff before 2016 we really didn't you just went on things were were on on facebook or they were on twitter and you just go oh that's cool um and then stuff that where people were threatening and that stuff makes sense if you're going to report but they took it to a whole another level the thing is think about it is Chandler, I call you on the phone and say we I'm using T-Mobile, you're using Verizon or whatever service that you have. And we're talking on the phone. Imagine if somebody was just there listening, talking, oh, whoa, whoa, that's offensive. Uh, Chandler, and all of a sudden Chandler cuts out. I can't hear him anymore. Imagine if big tech had that much control. Um, and we're seeing that in other countries. Um, I saw an article today. I think it was, was it Norway? I think they were saying something about Islamophobia, transophobia, all the phobias, right? It's like hate speech now or something. They, it's censored. Um, and then they're all, there were some memes out this morning. Hey, America, you still at least have free speech, but it's being taken away. We have section 230. These things, we should repeal everything and make sure that these, if they're going to be a publisher, they can be a publisher and they can edit and do all that stuff to our stuff. But these are supposed to be platforms that were, hey, I want to get my thoughts out. Twitter. I want to put pictures of my family and different things. Facebook. Um, and a lot of these origins of these sites and you're like, man, it's like we're, we're slowly and you look in who, who Biden's already starting to staff on his, on his boards and his, all his people, the tech elites, um, the big, the big rollers. You're, these are the people that we talked about for years, the swamp, the swamp creatures. And Biden wants to bring them right in, be a nice little buddy. He goes, Hey, here you come. Come on, man. Um, and I guess brings me to some of the pieces that I have here on the show notes. And I thought it was quite interesting some of the statements uh, from some of the from some of the things from some of the we have the Corona Task Force, 
if you guys don't remember, when we look back at January, remember when Trump puts his tweet out, the travel ban to China, and then what happened? Chandler, do you know what Joe Biden said about on Twitter about what that was to uh, – do you remember that statement from Biden? I don't remember exactly what he said. It was something along the lines of that travel ban being racist or xenophobic. Do you have the, the exact quote? Uh, I don't have the exact, but yeah, along the lines, right? So yeah, everybody, I think, gets the message. I think we've heard it quite over and over again. Um, and so it's just kind of funny um, how we talk about for the last last four years, and I, the big reason Trump won was the swamp and big government and all this corruption that was going on. And Trump, and I've been hearing this all over the place for so many so much time. Trump, it wasn't that Trump was like the perfect person for the job, but he was really literally the only thing standing in the way. And I don't want to talk past tense. He's still president right now, but he's the only thing standing in the way between globalism and this new adoption of going back into the swamp and going back to the business. We saw Bush come out, good old uh, low energy Jeb came out and talked on, was talking, putting tweets out and, and, and Bush and the other Bushes. And it's just, and you got Romney and they're all of a sudden they're like, yeah, we're going back to business because these people have sold out America. They sold out America. And, and Chandler, I think, uh, what are your thoughts on this? We have these Republicans, um, they're, they're going out, they're congratulating them and they know the process. <laughs> there are representatives in our senators and they're coming out and congratulating Joe Biden. Yay. What what are some of your thoughts on that? Oh man, that's a big can of worms. Um, you know, I think one thing that we have to be very careful about as Republicans is not to allow uh, the party to become too fractured. And uh, you know, it, it seems to be that there's a a larger coalition of uh, sort of pro-Trump. Republicans, maybe you don't love everything he says, maybe you even really dislike everything he says, but you at least like his policies and what he's done. Uh, and then there's like this sort of never Trump group that, um, you know, regardless of the things that he does, he's really governed rather conservatively. Um, uh, and I, I think they, them not refusing to, or, or them refusing to accept uh, uh, his leadership and the party I think moving forward, we would when we move past the age of Trump, whether that's uh, in uh, you know this coming year or in four years, uh, we need to do something to unify the party. I don't know if that's going to be around a candidate. I would much rather see that around a set of values. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's certainly unfortunate. I guess I'll say it that way to see uh, some of these uh, Republican leaders. Uh, sort of going along with the mainstream media, like you said, even though they understand the, the political and legal processes in place. Uh, yeah, that, that's about all I, I have on that. No, I think it's, and I want to jump before we got to get back in. I kind of hopping around a little bit right now. It's been, it's been a while. So we've just been kind of hopping through. So my apologies on that to our listeners. Um, but we look at different things. We talk about this and we've talked about this since January is the Trump economy. And this is very typical of a leftist. Oh, you are capitalist pigs. We've talked about this before that you don't care about people. Um, yeah, we do care about people. And one of the things that people pay attention to is the economy and how much they have in their bank account. Um, that's why we are conservatives. We believe that people know that what to do with their money, but better than the government does. And that's something we have to look at continuously. Is like, okay, I'm going to pay a guy some money 
um, these bureaucrats in, in Sacramento for us and in DC to pick out our healthcare because you don't know what healthcare you want. And I was watching The Office the other day. Um, I don't know if you've, you've seen The Office, Chan, when they're picking out the healthcare oh, yeah. plan and Dwight, they put, he puts Dwight in charge of the healthcare plan. He goes, hey, Dwight, put the healthcare. <laughs> and, and if you remember, he goes down and he cuts literally everything and everybody's just like, Ugh. Um, that's what we saw during Obama. Um, we talked Obamacare. It was supposed to be the solution to everything. Um, and it was implemented to fail. Supposed to just take time. Hey, we got things going. I think we spent what we spent billions of dollars on a website. Um, and I just think, and we even hear this thing now Biden care. Wow, improvement. We didn't see a lot of good stuff in the eight years under Obama. And I know I was talking to my dad, I was like, there wasn't a lot of things, and he was signing executive orders. He was just that was the way he got stuff done. Um, we saw the effects of that. And Obama famously said, Hey, there's no more growth. Um, after you know, so they, they talk about, I'm pulling this from the Daily Wire piece. He said the employment rate um, during Obama after the Great Recession went from 909% to 4.7%. Um, and it said that the number could not decrease anymore. Um, and then Trump proved him wrong. We saw some of the lowest unemployment numbers ever. And, and that fell to 3.5%. And that was the lowest since 1969. Big numbers, big growth. Um, if you remember, Chan, we always talk about it. Oh, we're gonna need a we're gonna need a magic wand to if that's gonna bring back these jobs. And all of a sudden, Trump starts cutting regulations, and he started attacking and and not just giving corporate uh, companies bailouts. He started giving regular Americans. And one of the first things that that Biden wants to propose is to take away the tax cuts. And people go, Oh, well, it's only gonna be for people that make over four hundred thousand dollars. Sorry, but that's not actually the truth. And it's just like a lot of the plans. Oh, it's only the rich. Okay, well, the wealth creators that are creating jobs and helping innovate, um, something about the American dream that we always talk about. And the biggest thing is those tax cuts. Well, that's $2,000 for a family each year that Biden is instantly going to cut. And that's going to affect everybody, especially us, Chandler, as we're going into the workforce and getting out into life. We need that money because they always talk about cost of living going up. And they think the solution is, is more government, <laughs> more government. So there's a lot of things that Trump did in this administration. We didn't go into foreign wars. We, he helped the economy get stronger. He helped bring jobs back to America instead of outsourcing them overseas. Um, he, he went through and just helped improve the lives of everyday Americans. And I think the biggest thing that, uh, that Trump attacked, oh, he's, he's such a divisive figure that he's on Twitter so much. And I made the argument before. What, what do you expect in an age of social media? He had to adapt to the times. We saw that with JFK and the television and being on TV. There's a, an adjustment, FDR with the radio. And Trump's the Twitter president, um, like it or not. Um, and I know there's a lot of different stances you can take. And I know Shapiro, he always, he's very outspoken against the, the tweeting. And that was one of his things that we, me and Chandler talked about probably a month before the election was Trump can calm down the Twitter, but... I think people look forward to his tweets because it's really the only way to get information now besides conservative, even conservative networks, which if you notice, Chan, you probably see is a lot of the news coverage is his tweets. <laughs> so his tweets end up getting covered and that's kind of our news cycle for the last four years. So, um, yeah, I know I kind of talked a lot about that, but Chandler, what do you think was probably one of the biggest Trump accomplishments of the last four years? Can be anything. And what do you think was what he'll probably be known for? Um, before we kind of finish this year out? Oh, man. Uh, certainly there's a few that come to mind right away. 
uh, record low unemployment for uh, basically every uh, minority group uh, and women, uh, like kind of in, in so many different sectors. Uh, and on that, I think you saw that reflected in record uh, minority turnout for Trump uh, in this election. So uh, best since Reagan, as far as I'm aware, uh, for a Republican president. So, uh, yeah, that was a big one. I think I was really critical of it at first um, and, and I it worked. And so I, I've changed my mind. But some of his trade uh, interactions with China uh, uh, and, and generally uh, what Trump did with international trade has been very beneficial uh, to us as Americans. So uh, that, and then I think how he handled the virus, I know he's caught a lot of flack for it. He hasn't done a great uh, job in terms of his image in relation to the virus, uh, but uh, in terms of shutting down uh, um, was it trade and uh and, and, or shutting down the border to China uh, early on uh, and getting all of the, the, uh, the PPE and medical infrastructure that was possible to get in the United States. Yeah. Yeah. He did a really good job with that. So those are probably the, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to add in, I was like, and then I always forget about this, but then we think about peace in the middle East that it was going to be Palestine that we were going to have to solve it through Palestine. And then, um, and then we saw with UAB and we saw with Bahrain and we saw with Sudan and we saw all these record peace deals. And it's always something we hope there's so much accomplishments. You really, you start going through and you're like, man, if you really look at his accomplishments, it's like, wow. Um, it's, it's crazy. And I, I think when we watched the Republican national convention, I think it highlighted a lot of the new Republican party, the new the Trumpism and, and just people being proud of their country again. Um, and we, we talk to many people and students across the country. And we always talk about that. It's like, man, I think the Republican party, the new Republican party is people that, that love, love America and they want to see other people succeed. And we believe in free speech and our second amendment and our constitution, what the constitution, um, and big things like Amy Coney Barrett, like that is huge. Um, and I think if anything, we'll see through the legal process, Man, Trump, Trump, it may not, it's not going to be super soon just because of his negative connotation around him. But I think we're going to look back on President Trump and go, man, talk about, talk about 2016 and talk about the changes that he brought to the U.S. And hopefully we see round two, um, another four years, we hope. Um, but if not, we just got more of an uphill battle. We see with Joe Biden and the Green New Deal and t- cutting the tax cuts and all these different things. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be, where conservatives have to speak out and really address the issues and, and, and come together. I think you talked about it just a few minutes ago about the fragmentation. If you're never Trumpers, you have your Ryan, you have your establishments and you have your conservatives, you have your Trump patriots, you have all these different people. And we always talk about this on the show is we're not like the left. The left is a very echo chamber. Everybody thinks the same. Everybody wants the same. There is a fracture there with, of course, your radical leftists, the ones that want to destroy the country. And then your Democrats that are a little bit more moderate, but they still like support like a Joe Biden, um, kind of like your Romney's, um, the Republican side. But yeah, I just think we just have to keep, I think it's the fight goes on, the fight goes on. And I think it's good to see the silent majority isn't silent anymore. It's remember, remember Fresno just a few years ago and probably even Hanford, you probably saw a lot more Trump stuff here than ever before. 
So, oh yeah. So it's it's coming along. So, guys, I think that's all we got for today's episode. I we were just going to talk about the election. I think just refer back to stuff that's going on with the current president elect, according to the media. But on this show, we our president elect is Chandler. I I elect him president elect. Um, hopefully bring some good policy to the show helps us uh, <laughs> raise over here. You know, we're working hard. Um, no, I'm playing. I'm playing. Um, but yeah, uh, anything from the president elect before we close out and then I have a few more messages on our, on our end part. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I'll just reiterate what I said early, uh, whether you're conservative or liberal listening to this, let's wait, let's be patient on the election. Uh, we'll get the results. It will be okay. We'll survive. Um, and yeah, uh, take care everybody. Yep. So guys, make sure to go and like, and subscribe to the Matt and Chan show. Like I said, we're finishing up here the last two months. We're going to try to bring on some amazing guests. Like we've been trying to do since day one, truth, facts, logic right across the board. Um, yeah, go, go follow us on Instagram, on Facebook, follow your two favorite conservatives, Matt and Chan. And just to see on the lookout for the Gen Z network, that's going to be huge. It's something we're working on. If you want to get involved, you want to write, you want to come on our, come on our new show, Gen Z free, um, feel free to come out. If you just want to get out and just meet other conservatives, reach out. Um, We're out here. We're out here fighting for you guys. We're fighting for our country. We are fighting for the freedoms that our kids will have. Ultimately Uh, we only live one life, go out and live it to the, to like the most, the fullest. Um, and thank you guys for tuning in. Um, yeah, Chandler, hit us out with our with our little outro. Like that said, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, until next time, this is the Matt and Chan Show.